Lego. Lego. Hey everybody, welcome back to Back to Brick. I'm your host, Garrett, and this is the podcast where we get to talk to fellow A-Fools from around the world about their LEGO designs, and we get to break down the breaking news from this past week of what LEGO has come out with that you may have missed. So first off, I apologize for not having the episode released on Monday. It's been a pretty crazy weekend, and just, you know, life sometimes can get in the way. And this episode was a little bit thrown together just based on interviews have been a little, um, I guess, slow, but that's okay. Everyone's busy, and especially me. We've had uh, a move being planned, a lot of projects to finish up prior to our move, and just wanted to make sure that, you know, I have the proper time to edit and talk to people. So this episode is going to be just me, and I'm going to be talking about shipping and storage of your Lego and Lego sets. I hope that's of use to you and maybe it'll be of use to me in the future here as I move and I can kind of tell you afterwards how my at least initial plans go. It definitely is uh, is a challenge no matter what you do and everyone's got their own style. So just take this uh, one bit at a time. You can tell me that that's complete crap and you know, it might be. Just take it with a grain of salt and then uh, you might be helped in some way or just get some cool ideas. So let's get started. Our first topic we're gonna talk about is shipping. Now there's different ways you may need to ship a Lego. Let's talk about first if you're just shipping Lego pieces. Now this is similar to BrickLink or if you're just uh, shipping a set to a friend but you decide instead of shipping the whole thing as one piece, you'll break it up. That uh, isn't as complicated because now that you have the ability to have just free pieces, you can put them in Ziploc baggies or other ways of storing them individually. Some people may break them up by color. Some people break them up by size or design. And that's perfectly fine because everyone has their way that they'd like to ship something. This is very much like BrickLink. When you have a BrickLink order, say you want... I don't know, maybe 30 one by two tiles in tan, but then you also want one by two tiles in red is 20 of them. A lot of great BrickLink sellers are going to print out your order form and they're going to check off once they've counted and double checked that they are sending the right piece count because if it's a small order, it shouldn't be that difficult, but larger orders can be pretty tough. I know from my own experience, I've ordered upwards of 700 pieces from one seller, and there are multiple bags that are missing parts. Then when you go and say like, hey, I'd like to make a claim that not all the pieces that I ordered are here, they may say that they don't have those pieces anymore. They're sold out. That is, uh, that's just reality. It's hard to uh, expect them to, you know, get the count exactly right. But I mean, you are placing the order. That's, you've bought from them for this specific reason that they have the pieces that you would like for your build. Um, Sometimes they'll give you a discount for your next order, or once they get them in stock, they'll send you pieces. That's okay. Um, And sometimes you have to flex. I know that in my recent builds, I've had to use some of my extra pieces that I have in just the bins just to finish the build. And that's okay. Um, I didn't fault the sellers. I did let them know that it wasn't uh, accurate and they adjusted and gave me a discount. But for BrickLink, 
most of the time when they do bag them up, they have their own little individual bags um, that they can put in packaged envelopes or depending on how big the size, you can put it in a box, cardboard box. Um, another way to keep them all secure is you can now tape them all together with like a, a duct tape or a packaging tape more so so that you can see what you have. So that means that none of the small baggies might get lost if they, for some reason, slip through the cardboard openings. And then they can ship you your total purchase with no major uh, risk of losing those pieces and you can get your order in a timely manner. This is also great for combined shipping because shipping it can be expensive. If you're going to decide, you know, instead of keeping all the sets you have and maybe not selling by the whole set, you want to sell by pieces. A lot of people on BrickLink make it uh, not just a hobby to do this, but they also can make pretty good money depending on the pieces because some sets only have that piece. They're the only set that has this color or this style um, and they can make good money. I know I had to buy some tires because I made the Batmobile tumbler. And at the time the tumbler had uh, the only style wheel and hub um, and it was like 30 or $40 for two wheels. And they made a good good deal because they could buy uh, a couple of those sets and then sell those and pretty much make a, a profit from that. And when you do this, you want to make sure that you have those proper pieces labeled in your store. And then uh, when you combine shipping, you also want a weight scale. The scale is very important because pricing can change constantly. Um, and like for the United States, we have three major shipping companies. We have, excuse me, four, I guess you could say. We have the United States Postal Service, we have FedEx, we have UPS, and we also have DHL for more international. I mean, all of them can ship international, and you can kind of gauge their pricing based on the size of your package, as well as the weight. So that was for just for BrickLink purposes for shipping. Now let's talk about shipping large size sets. So maybe you want to buy a set on eBay or you're selling one of your sets on eBay. Let's use an example of the early uh, Republic gunship. Now this is an example that I will post uh, from a YouTube channel. For packaging a large set like this, you want to make sure that you've taken apart certain pieces that you know are going to fall off or are um, going to affect your way of packaging. So in this case, he um, took off the rocket launchers on top and also took off the wings. This allowed it to fit in a smaller box because you could place those next to it. Another key aspect that you might want to do is wrap it in a saran wrap or package wrap. These can be purchased, you know, one can be purchased at your grocery store or Walmart, and the other can be purchased uh, similar places, but more so at like a UPS or FedEx store. The whole point of using this is like a cling wrap and it secures that model from losing the pieces. Um, you know, in transit, they still might happen, uh, but now that they're in the cling wrap, it's not going to fly out and you might not break the whole thing. It's a good opportunity to, you know, have those different sections and have the pieces you know are going to, oh, this piece fell off the wing, it's going back on the wing. Once you have those wrapped, you can put them in a box. Uh, make sure your packaging is the appropriate thing for the model. You don't want to have, uh, say, like a speeder and you put it in a uh, paper bag that's uh, with bubble wrap in it. It's going gonna, it's gonna to get thrown around. It's not going to stay together. Then you can put some bubble wrap around it as well as you want to put some newspaper or like curled up paper to be a cushion. Then make sure you seal it correctly with a packaging tape and put the proper label on it. 
That's how people can sell these Lego sets without breaking them apart. A lot of people can request like, hey, I bought this on eBay. I would like to build it myself. Can you break it apart? Sometimes people will. That's pretty tedious work. Um, but sometimes they're just like, no, I'm just going to ship it to you in its full form. And you can get in full form, break it apart, and build it yourself. Now let's talk about more of an international travel or uh, long distance travel. I'm going to use an example of my sets. Um, I had two Lego sets that were headed to Billund to be displayed in the Lego house. That was through the contest and I built the Biltmore Mansion, which is in Asheville, North Carolina. And then I also built this, it's called Playscaper, which has tennis courts in a vertical style with uh, very detailed screens on the outside. Very cool builds. They were tedious, but they are also fragile. And in building those, I built them place them in bubble wrap in a box and then ship them off. Let's just say Lego wasn't very happy. Um, they wrote me a nice email stating, hey, you know, we got your sets, but unfortunately they are beyond repair. Uh, we're gonna ship them back to you and we'll give you one more chance to fix them uh, and display them in the Lego house. Let's just say I was a little embarrassed because one, I was already a little bit late because my BrickLink orders didn't come in in, uh, in the right time frame to get this to them in the early September. Um, and then uh, they said they had over 70 models that did arrive just just fine. So when I got them back, they were literally just uh, each boxes of just Lego bricks. So I had to start from ground zero. And in this, I decided to use the craggle. I used super glue to piece them back together. It's taking a good bit of time. I'm still not done and I've had them about a week now but I'm doing the proper way of making sure it's all gonna to stick together and it can survive transport. I mean, I'm not gonna break these apart. They were displayed in the Lego house. It's really cool. I'll put them on a shelf and just remember, hey, that was in Billund and a lot of people get to see them. Super glue is a good choice if you wanna keep a model like that. There are different types. I use Gorilla Glue Clear, but you can also use like just standard Gorilla Glue Anything that's going to be clear and can work well with plastics. You don't want them to damage the plastics. So uh, just recommend you do a little bit of research before that um, and make sure you do it right. I have messed up a few parts and had to really pull them apart. Um, it, it was difficult, but it was, it was doable. And our final topic, we're going to talk about some large-scale um, transport. We're talking about people who ship and have things for a Lego convention. A lot of people have large scale models, they have uh, dioramas, all kinds of things that you're like, how did they get this here? And a lot of people use Rubbermaid tubs. They may do the saran wrap style, package them up and have a way that they've modular, de modularly designed their builds so that they can be placed back together in a specific way. And sometimes their builds don't survive the shipment. Sometimes they have to go back in and rebuild some of their areas. Um, some of the large sets, we're talking full transport that you may not be able to ship it. It might cost just as much to ship it as it would be to build it. And I think that um, it's admirable of people traveling with that kind of um, Lego. Some people um, decide, you know, I'm just gonna build it this one time. After this brick fair, I'm not taking it to anything else. Let's just uh, just destroy it. I will post a YouTube video that shows just how people take good care of their Lego builds when they're done with the conventions. But then we have some very 
big professional builds. And say you've done a commission for a client that's across the world. We've had some great interviewees that have done this and they're extremely detailed models. So they'll ship them in custom packaging, um, maybe custom boxes or styrofoam inlays and still probably wrap them but they'll also travel with them because when they get there and they have to build it for the client, they want to make sure that it's exactly what they ordered. You're not going to want your client to get that set and realize, uh, this whole thing was destroyed. What we're going to ship it back to. And some people, especially in these models that may have very fragile parts, will glue them too. It's, they're not opposed to the craggle. I'm, we just don't talk about it very often. But in conventions, everyone has their style, um, and a lot of people just use plastic bins to transport them to and from the conventions and their home. It works for them, and it could work for you if you ever decide to take it to a convention. So all in all, for shipping, it definitely depends on what you're doing, but the best way is to make sure you package it correctly. Uh, if you're worried, super glue it, or and then just decide to keep it as it is, if you are okay with it being broken a little bit, saran wrap, cling wrap, and then lots and lots and lots of bubble wrap and paper. That'll get you the best way to have some shock absorber when they throw around your package because you can say fragile all you want. They're not going to be delicate about it. Take some hints from Amazon with some of their packaging, but in general, Amazon's not that good either. When it comes to full sets in boxes, they don't put them in the proper size box and then your box is damaged. You just have to have the proper size box to, you know, ship those boxes in a way that will not damage them because a lot of people collect those boxes. This is going to be up to you to make sure that you are either doing this for a client or a friend or your own sets to make sure that they are transported safely. Next, we're going to be jumping into how to store Lego. Lego storage is essential to anybody who collects Lego sets. And there are tons of ways of doing this. If you're not interested in building them right away, storing them in boxes, you know, takes up a lot of space. So you have to use the proper storage techniques, similar to if you're just breaking up the set, where are all those pieces going to go? Are you going to sort them? Are you just going to throw them uh, in a bin or on the floor? It takes time to figure out the way that you want to do it. I'm just going to give you a few helpful tips that could be useful in your process of doing this. The first one I'm gonna to talk to you is just the basic way of storing Lego bricks. Now, if we're talking about just for kids, the easiest way is of course gonna be a plastic bin, uh, a large scale bin just filled with Lego bricks. That's what I did as a kid. I never really kept the sets together, so I just kind of threw them in there and you'd pour them out. As a kid, the easiest way I could play with Lego bricks was set out a sheet from our bed, pour the Lego on them and get to building. When I got bored or tired of it and mom said I had to clean up, pick up the four corners of the sheet, drop it in the bin, and then slowly pull it out so all the Lego bricks fell into it. It was easy and super simple for anyone to do. You can also use, there's literal bags that Lego uh, has, or I'm not sure if it's a Lego company uh, or another company that doesn't, where it's like a drawstring bag, Santa's bag really, where it'll open up extremely wide so that the bricks are inside, but then you just pull the string like a drawstring bag and it all just fits in the bag. Storage wise, I'm not sure how you do that unless you have a good enough closet space. Another way of doing it, if you do like the sets, you can break them up and put them in Ziploc baggies and mark them. That's how I did it when I was leaving my parents' house for college. I had a lot of space being taken up by Lego bricks and they're like, hey, 
we're going to use your uh, game room for something else. Can you can you do something with these Lego bricks because they're taking up a lot of space? So I broke them down. It took a long, long time, and some are still up because I never wanted to break them down. And then you can um, store them in a plastic bin as well. Just having them labeled is extremely helpful when you pull them back out if you do ever want to build them again. If you want a designated area for your kids, you can get one of the Lego tables. Some of them have these nice nettings on the sides as well as the middle that you can pull up like a base plate that they could build on and just shove them in there. And when it's time to play again, they just pull out the base plate and you can dump them on the table again. It's super easy uh, and definitely a great way for kids to have a little play area and still keep the bricks in the same area. Uh, will I say that they'll end up on the floor? Yeah, they're going to end up on the floor. You can't really stop that. Kids are just going to throw them around, put them in their mouth, and, uh, of course, smash them because why not? That's what you're supposed to do with Lego bricks at, um, when you're a kid. But those are the basic ways of storing bricks. Um, and But the more advanced ways is definitely through uh, sorting containers. We have all different kinds of sorting containers. I will post a few links in the description. Most of the time when you see like Lego Masters or different things, even the Lego Masters TV show, they've got these specialized bins on the walls, um, different stacks and sorting ways. Some are big, some are small. But if you boil it down to the basics, all those different ways that they're displaying slash storing, it comes down to um, hardware from like a hardware store. Most of those drawer systems are used for screws, nuts and bolts, uh, odd and end pieces, even zip ties, all kinds of things that you can think of that are small that they need sorted because, I mean, how many different size screws are there? There's different uh, style of uh, techniques to fasten things and different size bolts, all kinds of stuff. That is why in hardware you need uh, organization tools like that. And Lego's no different based on different pieces and their size, their color, the style, we've got plates, we've got bricks, we've got minifigure heads, minifigure hands, if you take those off the minifigures, which I don't I don't know why you would, because that's extremely cruel, then you need a way to sort them. And that's what these bins are for. You've got them all over the place. Um, you can find them in a hardware store, uh, Dollarama, uh, Bella bins are pretty good, uh, Star uh, Starry Light bins. Ikea is a great one uh, now that they've come out with their specialized bins made with Lego uh, that have like a, a Lego plate top that you can build on. They're a little expensive, but, you know, they are an Ikea Lego licensed design. And these can be expensive depending on how big you're going to get them. Some have 20 drawers, some have 60 drawers. The other thing is, how are you going to place them? Are you going to put them on the wall? Are you going to have them in a movable storage area? And that's up to you. I am not I am not going to dictate how you do that. A lot of them are stackable, so you can have these cool designs uh, of some that are 20 feet tall, which I wouldn't recommend unless you fasten them to the wall, and if you can be 20 feet tall, because that's, that's pretty tall. There's also some ways that Lego Master Builders do the same thing. They have large size clear bins that they can find uh, for their models. So we're talking sculptured models. And then if they don't have enough, they're going to go into uh, a large storage room. 
that has just massive amount of boxes filled with a specific color that they've labeled on the outside. And I'm going to link you to uh, a interview that they did with Sean Kenny and his storage rooms because he does these large scale sculptures. When he talks about, you know, his designers can't just pull off one full bin because a lot of people might use that style brick at the same time. They have these organizing tubs um, that have different pockets that they can grab handfuls and just throw them in there, depending on what they're building. You can do the same for your own. If you like the style of bins that um, have a toolbox where they have the handle, you can pull them out of the drawer and then flip them open. You know that that's just for screws. The next one's just for bolts. Um, you can do the same for your Lego bricks. A great reference to someone that I really admire, Adam Savage, he did this similar thing with Lego. He's had Lego pretty much all his life, so he started sorting them in color, size, design, technique, and so on. And it wasn't just him. His mom was there to help. They sorted them in the specific way that he wanted to do them, and then he used similar chest of tool chests and designed and built a rack that he can slide them in because those have like um, little ledges or on each side that he can put into a slotted wood shelving unit. Um, it's a really funny video, which I'll also post in the description. He does screw up a little bit, which uh, we all do, especially when we're building and uh, building as quickly as he can for these one day builds. But it comes down to what is the style that you wanna do. These can be all kinds of different variants. Like I said, you can just throw them in a bin. You can have that storage style where you've put them in the specific drawers. Um, some people use tables. I know I'd love to make custom ones. You can even 3D print style of drawers. It just takes time, and it depends on if you want to do that style of detailing. I know that IKEA also makes a great shelf that you can put those plastic bins in, the uh, Cowax, which is a rectangular excuse me square and one by one foot squares that you can display things in easy way to um, save on real estate and still be able to have access to your lego bricks then when it comes to storing your lego sets that are still in box this can come down to okay what size are they what kind of shelving might I need? And a good one is based on a regular storage room. They have metal ones, they have plastic ones that are just basic shelves that they can use either a deep slotted one so you can lay them uh, vertically or you can lay them horizontally and if it's a skinnier style. The Lego house themselves use a, um, a similar style to what I call uh, like a doctor's office filing system. They have these large scale shelves that can, you know, fit pretty, pretty deep um, layers of Lego sets. And they use like a crank to move them along a track because they want to save as much space as possible. This is the Lego vault. You can do that. I mean, no one's telling you not to. This is all up to you how you'd like to design. And if you like to display them, just have a, a shelf that you can place them on. And even in your background to your you know, YouTube channel or what have you. And I think it's an awesome way to you know, go about how you want to show off your Lego collection. And finally, another way is if you're moving and you don't have the time or space to display or travel with them. This comes down to my own experience. I still have most of my Lego sets in bins at my parents' home. They are nondescript tubs that just say Lego, and they are all in Ziploc baggies. But 
say that you want to keep them in box. How are you going to put them in a plastic bin? They're not going to fit. It just doesn't work that way. For us, we actually decided, you know, an area that we're not going to allow people to go in our house is the attic. So why not put all those Lego sets in the attic? But I was worried that the Lego sets would not survive. It is plastic. I'm, I was wondering what temperature would a Lego brick become malleable or melt or just just not be useful anymore and I don't want to throw away thousands of dollars. So I put a thermometer upstairs and this is during the middle of the summer to see what the highest temperature would be. And it got to about 121 degrees. Lego doesn't become malleable until about 131 degrees and anything above that. So over the period of two, three months, I did not see anything higher than that, so I felt safe enough to put them up there. Believe me, they are going to be insured in the case of, oh, I don't know, maybe our house burns down, knock on wood, that that doesn't happen. But this gives me a peace of mind that my Lego sets can still stay here instead of travel thousands of miles and pretty much be the same thing, just displayed in uh, a giant stack on the floor or put somewhere else until I'm ready to build them. We'll come back and take them out and move them to our permanent home when it comes time. But now I feel that if you are deciding to store yours, make sure you monitor the heat. You don't want them to become damaged or lose out on the investment and the pleasure of still building something uh, that you purchased and just didn't have the time to do at that point. So that's the basic rundown of what I think about Lego storage. And we didn't even get into displaying, but that'll be another episode in the future because there are definitely really cool ways of displaying it, be it your own uh, style of shelving or cases and so forth. But I want to thank you again for taking the time to listen to this episode. I hope it was helpful for you in moving forward with possibly shipping or storing Lego. Take it from me. If you really need to ship it and it needs to be together, just super glue it. And when it comes to storage, just make sure your area doesn't get to 131 degrees or higher. And you can definitely have your own style of how you'd like to sort and display your Lego bricks. So again, thank you for taking the time to listen. Make sure to subscribe to the podcast at Back to Brick on your favorite podcast listening app, such as Spotify, Apple, and Audible. Friday, we will be doing the Bricking News. And then uh, this next Monday, we will have a designer coming back onto the show. So stay tuned, and I'll leave you as I always do. Get creative, get out there, and go build something. Most of those drawer systems are used on screws, butts, 